the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Ominous. Big day of rain in the Bay Area. But how's Wall Street looking? What's the weather forecast there? It's been a bumpy start already for 2023. Let's talk a little bit about it. The Nasdaq's down three quarters of 1% for the year because that was the one day of trading yesterday. The S&P 500 down four-tenths of 1% for the year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average just down 0.03% for the year. Less than 1%, more like three pennies out of a dollar. Ten-year treasury sits at 3.75%. Bitcoin was down 20 basis points yesterday, down to 16,680. Apple was a big loser yesterday. Now, investors are hoping 2023 will be brighter than the abysmal 2022, but not a lot to cheer on the first day. If you're looking for Congress to save the world, save the economy, where have you been for the last 10 years? They're a little bit on the dysfunctional side. The newly elected 118th Congress convened for the first time yesterday. Unlike the rest of us, the lawmakers have the added benefit of getting to vote for who their boss is going to be. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? So the Speaker of the House um, is a big role. Kevin McCarthy failed to win his bid to become a speaker, falling short of the 218 votes needed. The only thing that I'm going to pull from this at this point in time is that if you're expecting a lot to get done in Congress, on day one, they're telling us they're not seeing eye to eye. To not elect a speaker, it's only happened 14 times in U.S. history, with the most recent time being 100 years ago. And there was 13 other instances that occurred during the Civil War. <laughs> Talking about uh, this doesn't happen very often. And yes, we understand why Republicans and Democrats did not like each other uh, during the Civil War, right? I have a Tory and Whigs joke, but I can't tell it on air because it involves a crime. So... Trying to compare the United States to Britain, not the easiest thing to do at times. Um, usually when there's a narrow majority in the House, the GOP needs to capitalize on the early days by organizing and setting the stage for their agenda. But since the Speaker ministers the oath of office to House representatives elect, no business can be done until the position is filled. So one of the stories yesterday was that some of the new newly elected House of Representatives brought family and friends down to see them sworn in and they can't be sworn in until someone's elected. So we'll probably get done today, right? Right? Do you trust it? Right? I don't know. Around 300 video game testers at Microsoft's ZeniMax Studios 
which counts fallout amongst its games, have voted to form a union. Microsoft has formally recognized the union and having promised labor neutrality over the summer in hopes of getting regulators on board in its bid to purchase Activision. The union is the first ever at Microsoft and the biggest in the video game industry to date. Um, typically, I'm pro-union for police, for teachers, for firefighters, for essential services. I don't know how I feel about video games. But this is, I'm now a 50-year-old man. And my opinions from a, as a 20-year-old young man who was angry at the world have to start changing. I don't know how I feel about unions on non-essential things like video games. Yesterday, Sam Bankman-Fried pleaded not guilty after repeatedly telling news outlets that he had screwed up royally at FTX but never committed fraud. Sam Bankman-Fried pleaded not guilty yesterday in a New York federal court to eight charges stemming from the crypto exchanges collapse. Um, the interesting story that came out of this yesterday was that someone's been accessing his wallets and he says, it's not me. So he's got crypto wallets and there's billions and billions and billions of dollars missing. Did he put it into his own wallets? Did he change the password right before he turned himself in? Is someone accessing that money? Ooh, sounds like a Tom Clancy novel or who writes spy thrillers these days? Anyone who's been shorting Tesla, and there was a lot of shorts. I don't know if you remember, but 2021, the shorts were getting killed. 2020, the shorts were getting killed. 2022, the shorts have had the best party ever. You can buy a stock long, which means you buy low and you hope to sell high. Or you can short a stock where you sell it first, trying to see the price go lower where you're buying lower. Tesla's brutal, brutal sell-off was the continuation of a dramatic downward trend. The most valuable automaker in the world lost 65% of value in 2022. Um, Tesla's stock plummeted 12% yesterday on the first trade of the year. They sent out a record 405,278 vehicles in the last quarter of 2022, but it missed its own expectations uh, for growth for the year. What's wrong with Tesla right now? Production has slowed due to COVID shutdowns in China. Demand has cooled for its vehicles due to lower gas prices, interest rate hikes, and increased competition. And it suffered from logistical issues that were at least partially to blame for its inability to deliver all the vehicles that it produced. Tesla will take steps to fix this, including offering a $7,500 discount in the United States. Um, it also offered up price cuts to customers in China, which means watch out for profitability going forward. Hmm. What else is there to add? There's a story about kids finding their parents' edibles, marijuanas, and how reports of kids under the age of six accidentally consuming edibles have jumped 1,375%. I, I, parents, be cool. Um, there has to be, this shouldn't be an issue. Now, cannabis ingestion is still just a sliver of the total 850,000 annual poisonings in the underage six group. But the rapid growth has doctors worried, especially since THC can cause serious complications for kids. Researchers have tracked over 5,000 specific cases and found that 8% of the affected kids were put in critical care at hospitals. Parents, be cool. I'm not saying put it under lock and key, but something like that. 
Elon Musk's SpaceX. It raised $750 million from investors, including Andreessen Horowitz, at a valuation of $137 billion. As a majority shareholder, Elon Musk is going to stand to have another multi, multi, multi-billion dollar payday when that company goes public. How does that make you feel? He went from the world's richest man. He's dropped off that list to like number two or three. Where will he ultimately land? Well, he's going to land on top because SpaceX will eventually come public. And then if his Neuralink ever comes public, even more riches. I don't know what you feel about the man. Um, but you have to be impressed. Not with who he is today, but how he's figured out how to disrupt issue uh, businesses and make billions of dollars in the process. One minute. I'm not saying he has a nose for it, but he certainly seems to be in the right places at the right time. That's about as nice as I can be to Mr. Elon Musk, because I think some of the stuff he's just doing is really, really sad and a step backwards in our society. Um, you may disagree with that statement. I'm comfortable with it. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The Santa Claus rally period encompasses last five trading sessions of the year and the first trading sessions of the new year. If this is going to be our rally period, it's not happening. You want to see a net gain during this period because it shows you how the rest of the year typically does. Um, it's boating like it's going to be a bumpy first six months of the year. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Got a couple new seminars coming up in February and March. Um, if you've been to a seminar recently, please don't sign up for it again because it's the same exact event. I will be adding new types of seminars in 2023. But if you've been to an event, I will cancel your free admission in large part because we're trying to get as many new people in as possible. Um, so thank you. And I know that sounds a little bit rude, but <clears throat> since the seats are free and there's only 150 of them, don't sign up if you've been. Um <clears throat> Unless like maybe you're really interested in working with EP and you want to bring a friend or something like that. There's just so little. <clears throat> I love doing these events and it's so discouraging to see the same exact people at events to the point that it kills me. In a new study surveyed a thousand people across the United States and Canada, only 12% of people want to work in an office ever again. That's kind of crazy. I should say not ever again, but full time. Majority of people, 61% wish they could work remotely, already do. An additional 21.8% of people surveyed said that they would want a hybrid option. 5% of people surveyed said they currently work a hybrid work schedule. So 12% of people want to keep working in an office setting full-time. Only 12%. 61% want to work remotely. That's a pretty shocking number. And that has to be at odds with what we're seeing, what corporate CEOs want. Now, today we have some headline news that plays right into this. And I know you're saying, get to it, boy. I will. Um, Salesforce.com, or not they, they did not drop the dot com, sorry. Salesforce says it's cutting about 10% of its employees and closing some offices. 
Co-CEO Mark Benioff attributed the layoffs to overhiring during the pandemic. The company also said it would close some offices as part of its restructuring plan. This is exactly what Wall Street needs, but not just from tech companies. If you want to kill inflation, take away someone's paycheck. Wall Street says, you know what the Fed does? It's kind of like pushing on a string. It doesn't necessarily kill inflation as fast or as efficiently as you want it to. But tech companies, speaking of layoffs, um, are slumping all at the same time right now, it feels like. More than 150,000 job cuts in 2022. 150,000 job cuts. There is a website called layoffs.fyi. It's a website that tracks events as they surface in media reports and company releases. It is one of my, not go-to, but when I see a story on layoffs, I, I add a little bit of color by going to that site. The figure compares with about 80,000 layoffs in March through December of 2020 and 15,000 all of 2021. So only 15,000 job cuts in 2021, but in 2022, that number jumps to 150,000. Obviously, Meta Platforms, a.k.a. Facebook, um, they've got 11,000, or they've announced 11,000 layoffs. Amazon, about 10,000. Some people think Amazon could do another 50,000 easily. Um, so we're starting to see it from the job cuts. In 2020, 80,000 tech layoffs. In 2021, 15,000. So that 2021 is this weird number. And then it jumps to 150,000, 2020, 80,000, 2021, 15,000, 2022, 150,000. I don't know if there's enough there for us to really beat it up. <clears throat> Consumer and retail were two of the hardest hits parts of the tech sector. Finding for about 40,000 layoffs, Facebook parent Meta accounted for roughly half of those. In retail, we've seen about 19,000 job cuts. In consumer, 19, uh, what is the number? Same, 19,000. Healthcare, about 11,000 um, employees. And you look at healthcare and you're like, wow, that seems like we should be adding positions in the United States. Um, but I do watch all this. Travel-related tech companies were hit hard by layoffs in 2020 because lockdowns and the pandemic. In 2022, travel was amongst the areas that had the least job losses. It's a fun website to work with if you get a chance. Um, layoffs.fyi. Layoffs.fyi. Here's an odd story for the day. Sam Bankman Freed has asked a judge to keep secret the two identities of people who helped secure his $250 million bail package. How do you feel about this? A guy who potentially embezzled or committed fraud of the tune of billions of dollars? has a ridiculously high bail set of $250 million. Um, if we release the names of the two people, then the focus is going to be on them. So his lawyer said, hey, let's not release their identity. But on the other, you know, scratched my head, I'm like, didn't his accounts, his wallets just get hacked or something changed about them that we noticed? And maybe he embezzled $8 billion, and when push comes to shove, uh, this is problematic. Because if that $250 million is still on money being used, it seems very, very awkward, to say the least. 
other big stories of note, you know how the stock market has become very tight recently? Uh, well, venture capital has become very tight as well. Uh, we talked about this early last year on how if you're a startup, now is not a good time to be a startup. Now is not a good time to have the handout for, give me some money. I got a great tech idea. But in the long run, it could be very, very good for companies if they're able to be innovative and create a product that tests, uh, stands the test of time. Then this time next year, when the market conditions are more normal versus tight, um, money will be thrown at them. It's an interesting way of looking at it. Paying today uh, for gain tomorrow. From a micro standpoint, the restructuring move at Salesforce.com will help underpin corporate profitability. So shares of Salesforce are up 4.4% today. But cutting 10% of your workforce is, these are human beings. People with mortgages, people that were hired with the idea of, you know, I'm giving you my time, you're giving uh, me a paycheck. Some gains this morning in mega cap stocks are helping to underpin the equity markets. Microsoft has been excluded from the mix. It's down 2.7% on a UBS downgrade to neutral from buy. Weaker growth of Asia and Office 365. One of the best stories I can tell you about Microsoft is back in the early 1990s, it was one of my very first investments at a company called Charles Schwab. I, I bought a couple hundred shares. And I moved to the West Coast in 2000, and I kind of forgot my Schwab password and didn't look at it for a couple of years. And then I tried to log back in. and like, nope, you can't do it like this. You got to come into an office. I'm like, I don't have time. 15 years later, it's one of my largest holdings because I never bought, I never sold it. It's pretty cool the way that works out. Um, sometimes having a mistake in your portfolio works out lovely. It's not a wise idea for most of us, and it's not a wise idea in most scenarios. But buying, holding high-quality companies, not necessarily a bad thing. Ten. On a downgrade on Microsoft today, I'm more interested in buying it than I am in selling it. Long-term, I know what it does. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archive podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I always like finding the odd. And the odd in this case is, in my opinion, um, what's happening with airlines. Southwest Airlines is having just an odd end of 2022, start of 20, uh, end of 22. So a lot of lost luggage. A lot of lost luggage. Stranding hordes of passengers during peak holiday seasons. Um, I guess we could say seasons, right? I think so. Um but this is odd because not only are passengers being stranded, not only are holidays being disrupted, not only are vacations being messed with, but luggage is being lost at an enormously fast rate. So guess who's a big winner on this? Apple AirTags. As people started hearing of others losing luggage, they're like, I better get on Amazon and order some AirTags. Similar related terms like Apple AirTags for luggage have grown by more than 5,000%, according to Google Trends. That's pretty crazy. Patrick, we'll 
Apple AirTags are currently listed as the third most popular electronic on Amazon, a nine spot jump from two weeks ago. So even when there's a news story like disruption of air travel, somehow companies like Apple can step up and be big winners. Speaking of big winners, Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Happy New Year. Hey, I'm doing well. Yeah, same to you. Have you lost any luggage ever in your life? I have, as a matter of fact. And I was just listening to your segment there, and uh, I guess if only Apple's AirTags could actually then deliver the luggage to you, that would be even better. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it's one thing to know where your luggage is, but it's still another not to have it with you. That's fair enough. And I'm sure there's some company right now in Silicon Valley coming up with that idea of direct to your door from AirTags. But um, do you remember when AirTags started, there was a big controversy of creepy men, creepy boyfriends putting them in their girlfriend's cars to track where they were going. And we were like, we don't know if we need this this product. And then suddenly we decide we need the product. Uh, that's right. I guess that's uh, technology for you and how quickly we can kind of acclimate to, uh, to new sources of tracking, you know, so... Well, happy new year and the new year is not starting off great for the stock market. Do you have any faith in the story that, you know, you, you alluded to it today in your page one of the, how the last five days of 2022 go, the first two days of 2023 go in your page one, you talked about this is not exactly boding well in historical trends, not necessarily Patrick O'Hare's opinion. Yeah, right. Well, you know, actually, Rob, historically, that that period, what we're talking about, the so-called Santa Claus rally period, it does have a reasonable track record of of being successful. If you get a net gain over that seven day stretch, it it has often portended good things for the for the start of the year. Um, What I did highlight in that column this morning, though, is that, you know, 2022 was a major exception to that. Uh, we did see a you know a net gain in the 2021 Santa Claus rally period, but then January and the first quarter of last year were abysmal. Um, so I was just asserting that you know you can never really you know rest fully on on, on the historical data. Every year is different. Um, you know we're in a, a different place now uh, than we have been in most years with uh, with the Fed in a you know tightening mode uh, and with uh, economic growth weakening and earnings estimates and questions. So, um, so it's a nice, you know, it's a kind of a nice little anecdote to think that you could have a positive year if you get in that game, uh, but, um, or a positive start to the year. Um, but it's nothing we would, you know, um, take, you, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt too. It's nice to see. It's nice to talk about. It keeps us talking about money and investing, but it's not necessarily the smartest thing to follow blindly. I think is what you're getting at. Um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> and I would say that for most of these kind of historical indicators, you know, they're nice things to talk about. It's nice to think about, but every year is different, and you just have to take the year that's right in front of you and and you know operate accordingly. So let's turn the page back to day one of the uh, stock market yesterday. The thing that I took out of it was Congress wasn't able to get a speaker of the house. And I'm trying to build stories every day and craft ideas. And no Speaker of the House probably means no big agenda for Congress for the next two years. Dysfunctional Congress not getting stuff done, also known as gridlock, has historically been pretty good for Wall Street. Again, something nice to talk about, not necessarily something that's um, practical advice. 
any thoughts on where we are with the political Congress and president as far as helping out after inflation subsides and the recession plays out in 2023, whether it does or doesn't, whether it's a big one or a small one, is Congress going to be a player, do you think? Uh, Only probably in a negative way. uh, If we get into some type of debt ceiling standoff, you know, Um, otherwise I think what you've alluded to is that you're you're kind of in a a gridlocked environment for the next two years, at least where you're not going to see major legislative action uh, passed. I think that ship has sailed now with the turnover in Congress and Republicans gaining control of the house, Democrats having control of the Senate. Um, You know, so I, I, You know, gridlock can be a good thing, but so it only kind of leads knowing going in anyway that you're not likely to get any major legislation passed. Then you're left to focus on the things that could really upend the market because of partisan fights within Congress. And, uh, you know, as we all know, uh, that debt ceiling issue looms out there kind of every year uh, and it could be fairly divisive this year. So we have to keep our eye out for that uh, in coming months. Um, and, uh, and, um, you know, hopefully we don't, you know, hopefully we can avoid that drama, but it is a potential source of drama. So taking a look at your page one today, I had a little technical difficulties. We're getting big floods, uh, rains here today. Um, in 2022, I've been quoting you more about S and P 500 earnings need to come down while my thought has always been job cuts need to increase because that's the way to kill inflation. People don't have paychecks. They don't spend money. If they don't spend money. Then goods come down in price to, to move the goods. Um, and that's way, way too basic. But how do you feel about today? You mentioned Salesforce.com cutting 10% of their employees. The, the tech seems to be taking the brunt of job losses. Do we need it more widespread? Uh, where are you at with the job losses and the earnings expectation cuts? Right. Yeah. So I think um, looking at it more from the angle of how the Fed's looking at it, uh, I would argue that, yes, unfortunately, we do need more job cuts. Um, you're right that the bulk of the kind of mass uh, layoffs here, it seems, have been coming from the technology sector, which, uh, which is, you know, CEO Mark Benioff from Salesforce said today, it's kind of like they, you know, out, out of the pandemic, they overhired, right? And so you're kind of now going back to the mean, I guess, in some ways, uh, because the, the demand environment that they thought was going to be there is not there right now. Um, so, uh, and what I lose to in page one is like from that micro company standpoint, this could be a good thing for Salesforce's underlying profitability as they aim to cut costs to and adjust their cost base for a, a weaker demand environment. But the macro message is not necessarily that great. And, and it's likely to be the start of more things to come from more companies. And as it relates to the Fed, you know, Fed Chair Powell has, has said that you you know, you have uh, a labor market that's still quite tight. I mean, we have an unemployment rate that's still near a 50-year low. And what we saw in the November JOLTS job openings report today, that you still have about 1.7 job openings for every unemployed worker, officially counted unemployed worker. Uh, and so that does not necessarily denote a real, you know, loose uh, labor situation. And so we're likely to be stuck, unfortunately, with the pressures of a tight labor market that are going to manifest themselves in sticky wage inflation that in turn will make it difficult to bring down the services inflation that the Fed wants to see come down. So still more work to that needs to be done, certainly, I think, as it relates to layoffs uh, and weakening the job market to uh, to satisfy the Fed. 
what else are you currently working on that we need to be aware of? Because I've kind of messed up the segment with a bad microphone and uh, <laughs> with leading questions. Yeah, no, no worries at all, Rob. Um, so, uh, you know, we've been talking about employment a lot. And, of course, we have the December employment situation report coming out uh, this Friday. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the things that we're going to have to get accustomed to in 2023 is, there's a lot of chop between each economic release because, you know, what we learned last year is that the Fed was instrumental in kind of dictating market direction. That'll still be the case this year, but uh, more importantly, we think is that the, the trend in earnings estimates will be the, you know, the primary driver this year as kind of the, as the lag effect of the Fed's rate hikes start to make their way through the real economy. And so we're going to need to be uh, either uh, satisfied knowing that the Fed's prior rate hikes have not tanked the economy, or we're going to have to come to grips with perhaps the reality that they have. And that's why there's going to be a lot of attention to each major economic release, and the employment situation report will be key among them. Uh, and so the big picture columns will probably be oriented around what uh, trends we're seeing in that report. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. I'm a little nervous on my microphone today, so I'm going to throw that out there for you. Um, you can find briefing.com at, and when I say nervous about my microphone, it's the internet. We're getting five inches of rain plus in my county today. Um, it's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com, a reliable source of domestic and international news that you can use. I start my every, I start my day every day, and we're starting the year off with Patrick O'Hare. And um, I honestly think he is the best there is. Um, I just dig the way he's able to talk, Fed Reserve, investing, um, expectations, lowered expectations, higher expectations. I've used this company for over 20 years as a product, and there's no endorsements. There's no, there, there are no fees or anything like that. It's truly a, a pleasure to talk to him every week. It's Rob Black uh, sitting in for Rob Black. You can find me on robblackshow.com. You can find briefing at briefing.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Okay, so here's some headlines that don't quite deserve to get on air. Sister Wives star Cody Brown became famous for his four marriages, but now he's just down to just one. Here's how his polyamorous family fell apart. Um, don't have time to read that article. Don't have time to watch that show. Don't have enough soul in my body to care about how bad of television programming it can get down to. I know. I know you're saying I love Sister Wives. Um, I just I don't have time. Um, here's another one that jumps out today. Dissected body parts fraud scheme gets funeral director 20 years in prison for cutting up dead bodies and secretly selling the parts. If you follow this story, this is fascinating. It's kind of a Frankenstein thing or a Dr. Frankenstein, right? Dr. Frankenstein. A Colorado funeral home director operator was sentenced to 20 years for fraud. She sold body parts without family's permission in a grisly scheme and covered by Reuters. First and foremost, uh, when I die, I've told my family, uh, you can go bury me outside underneath the tree, put me in a shoebox. I'm fine with that. A uh, little bit of a joke because the next joke is, you know, hopefully at Thanksgiving, a squirrel will bring my, my head in and drop it on the table and. You're like, why are squirrels in your house? The story doesn't even make sense in America. Maybe my dog, 0111010. Um, yes, I have a dog with a binary name in large part 
who knows if she thinks of herself as your he. I don't know. And I know you're saying that's not even funny, Rob. It's actually the numbers put together. It's the international um, distress call for murder. And I thought that was funny because everyone has like dog names like puppy puppy. Which I'll lead off as my video game name. Everyone has a video game name. I know you have a video game name. Mine is Puppy Puppy. Okay, so let's move on. A funeral home. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the funeral home real quick and what I was just saying about how I, I'm okay being buried in a box. I've actually asked my spouse to cremate me. Um, she's like, I want to be buried. I'm like, okay, then we're going to be apart. That's fine. Um, and she has this weird thing. Like, what if like science changes? I'm like, you don't want to be reanimated from the dead. Have you not watched The Walking Dead? Have you not watched movies in the last 40 years? It's not going to be a good ending. One of the biggest biggest uh, breakthroughs last year was scientists did figure out how to pump a liquid into a dead feral pig and bring it back to life after about an hour. Now, that sounds like, okay, that's what we don't need, zombie feral pigs. And have you ever been to a, like an island where they have feral pigs swimming in the ocean and you're like, that's so cute. You probably have never seen feral pigs roam around and destroy farmland. Last thing we want is zombie feral pigs. But what that medical breakthrough did for the world last year, it started giving hopes to people like the football player who we don't know if he's breathing for 10 minutes. Um, and the ability to get someone back. Now, again, every minute that your heart is not pumping oxygen ultimately to your brain, there's some statistic about what percentage of your brain function you're going to lose. So we don't even know if we want people back from the dead. Um, but could it help like car crash victims? I don't know. It just seems kind of interesting that there's breakthrough there, but funeral homeowner gets 20 years in prison. Here's another thing I'm going to say. Funeral home industry is one of the worst industries in the world for me, not from business. Um, my father's passed away. And what's really interesting is most of my friends, their parents haven't passed away. Um, both my parents are gone. Both. So I've had to go through the funeral home experience twice. Um, there's a company called Service Corps. And as an investor, you know that we have to pay our taxes and we all die, right? Would I invest in Service Corps? And the answer is no. They're one of the largest funeral homes in the country, in the world. It's, to me... It doesn't feel right. Funeral homes are a segment of a larger death care industry. Funeral homes are used for holding funerals, so it doesn't matter whether the body is to be burned or buried. If there's an official funeral, then a funeral home would be needed. Many funeral home companies also hold cemeteries at their portfolio, which I did not know. The cremation industry is highly fragmented in the United States and Canada, which means most of the industry is controlled by relatively small private companies. I did not know. There are 58,000 morticians and funeral attendants in the United States alone. That seems like a pretty high number to me. In Canada, the cremation rate is about 73%. In the United States, about 56%. I don't know why there's such a big difference. 
but you can invest in these companies. Service Corporation uh, has a dividend yield of about 1.55%. If you've learned anything in the last two years of investing, dividends are really, really important for long-term performance of your portfolio and for potentially not getting as beat up in a stock market decline, which when I move towards retirement, i.e. one step before death, I'm going to want safer investments, <clears throat> of which for the record, I feel pretty comfortable about my portfolio right now. I'm not saying it's unsafe. Service Corporation is not just the largest funeral home in North America, but they're also the largest in the world. Ironically, its Canadian presence is significantly larger than Park Lawn, which is the number one Canadian-owned funeral home. Service Corporation, ticker symbol SCI, has 158 standalone funeral homes, four standalone cemeteries, and eight combo properties. Isn't it just kind of creepy to talk about after a point? But they're essentially a monopoly. They're one of the best funeral home stocks in North America. It's returned over 600% to investors in the last 10 years, including dividends. Is it appropriate for you? I don't know. It's a little book of ours for the action. I need stocks mentioned. But the ticker symbol is SCI. For those who want to play at home, death is an investment. I don't know what it means to you. I know that it's not something I'm attracted to. But that's not to, to, to knock you. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.